Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by a special guest speaker. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Well, thank you, thank you. It's great to be back at Bethel Austin. This is, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. It's great to see Seth Dahl, man. Hey. I hear you made the move. That's 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 exciting. And some <laughs> someone said Steve's next. <laughs> you know, you never know what God's gonna do. You never know. And they they asked a speaker once, "How come everywhere you go, revival breaks out?" And he just says, "Well, I asked the Lord where the next revival is, and then I just go there." <laughs> I mean, if you're partnering with what God's already doing, it makes you even look better than you really are. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're going to have a good day. I love worship. love meeting with the team yesterday. Yeah, Joaquin, Renee, Eddie, and Megan, thank you and your team. And just um, this is significant, what God's doing. And I know there's so many other leaders here regionally and people from other cities and churches. And um, God's doing good things in Texas. Texas is a key state in worldwide revival. It's a key state, and I was just thinking of a couple things, and, you know, the, just the whole thought about a lot of what I'm experiencing right now is because of what, what I said 20 years ago and when it was ridiculous, and it made me think of the saying, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20, is 20 years ago. You know when the second best time is? Today today. And you know, just uh, I, I was hearing in this meeting, the Lord is, is healing people from disappointment and regret. And, and even to regret, I, I, just, I just thought that this is the part of what's going to happen. This is a regret deliverance meeting. <laughs> but it's going to be a fun deliverance. It's going to be fun. Going to get delivered through laughter going to get delivered through saying things. And, and yeah, I just, I just see that in the spirit that, that the Lord is telling people, you don't need to regret anymore. You don't need to feel sorry for that. You know, just there's so, you're, you're, it, it's time to move on. Where you're going, you can't take that with you. I also heard that there's um, a Pete Sanchez Jr. anointing being released. You know, I think about that song, you know, I Exalt Thee. <laughs> I got saved in 75. Pete Sanchez Jr. wrote the song, I Exalt Thee, in 1977. Man, how many of you know, I mean, he had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> he didn't write this song. Well, I'm going to write this song so they'll sing it for 50 years. No, he was just, he was just an overflow. He's just loving Jesus. And he wrote a song, I Exalt Thee. And, and, and 
I just, I'm hearing that people are doing things right now, 50 years from now, they're, they're still going to be doing it. You're starting something. And, and 2020 is a, is a great decade. The, the 20s, is, it's going to be the best decade yet. It's going to be the best decade in the history of all decades. <laughs> you know, I believe this, that if you don't believe that, um, then there's a lie that's there. Our future is as bright as the promises of God. I mean, His promises are pretty good. If God wanted us to think with limitations, He did a bad job in telling us so. I mean, Paul, he must have gone to a name it and claim it, blab it and grab it church. <laughs> he said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Whatever, I can do it all. I mean, he said earlier, verses 11 and 12, he says, whether I'm abounding or abased, whether I've got plenty or little, I've learned to be content. I've learned to be inwardly successful. I can do all things. I mean, I can, I can, I can, <clears throat> I can thrive as a millionaire. I can thrive in jail. I can do it all. I can thrive and uh, succeed in a, a revival season that seems revival season. I can succeed in a non-revival season that seems like a non-revival season. I, I, can, I can succeed and thrive if government over me is doing what I like or if they're not doing what I like. Let's just laugh at that one. <laughs> just a few. There's also, the Lord is, there's going to be an impartation of joy. It's already been released, but it's going to increase. It's going to increase. One of my uh, favorite definitions of joy is um, joy is the childlike wonder and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Joy is the childlike wonder and excitement of working with God instead of working for God. Got a great team. Why don't you, my team stand up? They're going to help me close today. They're, th yes. They're four third year students at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, and they've been praying over you. We're going to turn them loose at the end of this meeting. So, why don't you just say this after me? Say, God brought me here today because He believes in me more than I believe in myself. He's preparing me for the best season of my life. He's preparing me for things bigger than I know. Something's happening in me today. It's supernatural. It's going to increase. It's going to influence the nations. And I'll never be the same again. Amen. Yay. How many of you have never heard me speak before? Just good. About fifth of you maybe. And um, so just I want to do a quick bio on me. Um, 
and I'll share a little bit more tonight. Got saved, North Coast of California. I was a hippie. I actually had hair. <laughs> and when I met Jesus, I found out there's no high like the most high. <laughs> mm -hmm. Got saved with my hippie girlfriend, Wendy. We got married two years after that. Um, stayed in... Uh, as near Eureka, California, Assembly of God Church for 15 years, on staff of that for 13 years, lived in Romans 12.1 during that season, giving our bodies, living sacrifice, surrendering our heart, our will, learning how to do things God's way, which was crucial. Um, and then in the 1991, the Lord sent us to the desert to pastor in Nevada for 10 years. And how many of you know God likes to send people to deserts to teach them how to repent? And one of the best definitions of repentance is to change the way you think. So the Lord said, I love your heart for Romans 12.1, but if you're going to see transformation, I've got to move you into Romans 12.2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and excellent and perfect will of God. I like to laugh at lies. I'll explain it in a, in a moment why, but let's just laugh at this lie. Romans 12.2 is actually a mistranslation. <laughs> what it really meant to say is be transformed by trying harder. Ha, ha, ha. Yep. The reason you're not seeing transformation is because you're doing the wrong thing. Ha, <laughs> ha. And I'm all for doing the right thing. I mean, people aren't going to trust you without character and integrity. But even to go higher than that, we've got to believe something higher. Transformation doesn't come from surrendering your heart. It comes from surrendering your beliefs. And I believe that every belief we have that doesn't have great hope is under the influence of a lie. Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy. Say all joy. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Say the words, in believing. And it goes on to say that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you boil that verse down to its essence, is this. It's now may the God of hope fill you in believing. And the moment we believe truth is the moment we get filled by the God of hope. In increasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with truth instead of lies. Decreasing hope is the evidence we're renewing our mind with lies instead of truth. And that changed my life. Our whole ministry started out of that. Uh, my wife, Wendy, and I, we have a ministry called Igniting Hope Ministries. And we have a mandate to ignite hope. Because there, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is an unstoppable force. If something's going to change, somebody has hope. And, he, and I've, this is one of my favorite definitions of hope, is hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. 
I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership influential quality there is. I believe after love that for leaders that hope is the most powerful influential quality there is. That our hope level determines our influence level. He was the most hope is the most influence. Why don't we have a competition to see which one of us can have the most hope? You in, Joaquin? Hey, you in? Mm -hmm. God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. God loves to partner with unreasonably optimistic people. <laughs> Here we go. Can you imagine David going after Goliath today? Uh, hey, David, before you attack Goliath, we're just looking on our phones here. And we're reading what the experts are saying. The experts are saying you mu <laughs> the, the experts are saying that you're, you're just getting your hopes up too much. And the experts are saying that you should actually just go back to the fields and settle for life as it is and make it your goal that you'll pay your bills every month. Ha ha. I said that to the wrong crowd. Because <laughs> what the experts are saying is you're actually going to get killed. Let's laugh at that. Hey, Ezekiel. Ha ha. Before you prophesy to those dry bones, we want to let you know what the experts are saying. <laughs> the experts are saying that you must not know how dry they really are. Or you wouldn't be so optimistic. The experts are suggesting you do a deeper study on the bone's dryness. <laughs> They're even suggesting you do some spiritual mapping on their dryness. Because they, they say after you do that, you'll become more realistic. Because what the experts are saying is that when you actually speak to the bones, nothing's going to happen. Let's laugh at that as well. <laughs> God hasn't called us to be realistic. He's called us to be supernatural. And I'm going to go after a key today, just in, I'm going to, I'm going to talk today about in incredible hearing, about how we hear. I mean, Jesus said things like this, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And, and people who have hope have incredible hearing. And I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today to go after something. And, and if there's any dullness of hearing in us, I'm believing in this meeting is going to get broken off us. Now, I had, I had lunch with the, uh, the leaders today, and we were talking about our dogs. <laughs> Just, you know, our dogs and our dogs. We love our dogs. Our dogs sometimes cause problems, but we still love them. 
I, I did, when I was in Nevada, our family, we had a dog. He was a big yellow white lab. His name was Snoopy. And Snoopy, um, I'm exaggerating here, but Snoopy slept 22 hours a day. <laughs> he had a rough life, eating and sleeping. <laughs> and he would be sleeping in our house, and we had to be careful because Snoopy's leash was on the top shelf in the laundry room. And if we, if we moved anything else on the top shelf, and the leash moved a millimeter. I don't care if Snoopy was sleeping, was snoring and twitching. When Snoopy heard that leash move, that was good news. <laughs> it was, and he had his ear. His ear was just, I, 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 he couldn't hear a lot of other things. <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he had his ear tuned to that. And if he heard the leash move, it would be like Snoopy was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> and he would run into the laundry room, uh, often with leaping. And who said white dogs can't jump? <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and Snoopy, Snoopy believed in the goodness of his masters. And, and Snoopy frequently pulled future walks into his present experience. <laughs> we had no intention of taking Snoopy for a walk. And then we looked at him. His faith in his masters. Whew. Yeah, we we got to take this guy out. It was snowing or what, whatever was happening. And it was amazing. And he had, a, he had in, in incredible hearing. You know, and, and, and I, just, uh, I just released, I'm going to be releasing the Snoopy anointing. <laughs> in this meeting. I mean, I, I, love, I love people in the Bible who heard something that other people in their time weren't hearing. I mean, Abraham, he heard something. I mean, he, he heard something about it wasn't, it, it wasn't works of the law that was ultimately going to move the hand of God. It, it, was, it was faith. And he believed that he, he pulled a new covenant experience, old, new covenant experience into his old covenant time period. And God reckoned it unto him as righteousness. David heard something about worship and about sacrifice. He, he saw something. He saw something way ahead of his time about it wasn't sacrificing bulls and goats, but it, but it was a heart thing. And he pulled new covenant worship into the old covenant. Jesus' mom, in John 2, there was a wedding, and they run out of wine, and Jesus' mom, Mary, says, hey, uh, Jesus, do something. And Jesus says, it's not time. Let's laugh at that, by the way. Ha ha. Ha ha. It's not time yet. And, and, and Jesus, and Mary ignored Jesus. I'm not suggesting ignoring you. Just work with me here. 
and, and, and pulled the timetable of miracles, speeded it up. Hmm. I mean, Enoch, he pulled the, he had his own personal rapture. <laughs> pulled the timetable of rapture. He, just, he had his own rapture. <laughs> and so we're, we're going to talk about hearing. Yeah, but when I minister, I like to have people do two things. I like to have people say things because you can't change your life without changing how you talk. And if you're going to experience something higher, you've got to say something higher than what you're experiencing. Because we're not called to be thermometers, we're called to be thermostats. I used to be only a thermometer in my thinking and talking. I'm tired. Everybody's tired. We're poor. This area is hard for the gospel. Things are only getting worse. Every time I move forward in God, I get attacked by the devil. He called me on that one. He said, hey, Steve, how can you say every time you move forward in me, you get attacked by the devil? <clears throat> well, Lord, the reason I say every time I move forward in you, I get attacked by the devil is because every time I move forward in you, I get attacked by the devil. <laughs> That's why I say it. He said, it's true for you, but it's not truth. It's true for you, because all you do is renew your mind with your past experience and with your feelings, rather than what I say. So you, if you just renew your mind with your past, you're just going to repeat your past. He said, uh, Steve, how can you talk more about the attack of the devil than my protection? <clears throat> uh, well, Lord... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I saw more of your protection, I'd talk about it more. Uh huh. He said, I got a suggestion for you. Once you talk about it, you'll see it more. James 3 says, Our words are like a bit in a horse's mouth and a rudder on a ship. It, or, or, our, our tongue is the directing agent of our life. What we talk about, our life gets directed towards. Whatever you want to see more of, talk a lot about it. You want to see more tiredness? Just talk about how tired you are all the time. Ha-ha. <laughs> you want to see more souls saved? Just talk about how souls get saved easily around here. You want to see more attack of the devil? Just talk about the attack of the devil. There's enough challenge in life Anyway, let alone having faith for the devil to attack us. <laughs> I got enough stuff to deal with, let alone having faith for the devil to attack me. <laughs> so our words are powerful. I just, um, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Those who love the revelation that life is in the power of the tongue will eat the fruit of their past words. We've got to hear something higher. I'm going to get into that in a moment. We've got to hear something higher than what we're experiencing. 
want you to say this again. This meeting will change my life. I like to have people laugh at things as well because uh, laughter is a powerful spiritual weapon that starts to disempower the lies we believe. If we're able to laugh at the lies we believe, it starts to disempower them. Because to laugh, we have to let go of something. So let me just do an experiment with you. Let me just give you a few of the devil's favorite lies and just do an experiment and you laugh, okay? Some of them are going to be easy to laugh at. <laughs> that is going to be more difficult. You might laugh like this. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a, you know, that's a stronghold coming down. Getting delivered. And it's a, but it's a fun deliverance. <laughs> you don't need a garbage can. You don't need it, you know. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's not other ways of delivering people, but this is one way to deliver people. It's through Laughter. Psalm 2, 4 says, he who sits in the heavens laughs. You know, we're seated up there in heavenly places as well. And Psalm 2, 4, what he's laughing at is what his enemies are saying and planning. So, you guys ready to laugh a few lies? Why don't you just, let's just laugh. This is one of his all-time favorites. Let's give a hearty laugh on this one. <clears throat> you are a failure. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a good one. God will not provide for your needs in the future. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. <laughs> so, I don't know what, what's going on over there, but we might need some extra ushers. <laughs> All right, here's one. Here's a fun one. Miracles happen easily in Africa, but they're difficult in Texas. <laughs> you do not have the right personality to be joyful or to laugh much. <laughs> <laughs> it goes after some deeper stuff. <laughs> Your prayers for America are not working. <laughs> Here's a lie I camped in for about a decade and sometimes still slip into it. Let's laugh at this one. There's something uniquely wrong with you. Ha 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 
<laughs> Let's give an extra laugh on that one. <laughs> and then one of the devil's all-time favorite lies, laughter in the church is from the devil. <laughs> I have a hard time trusting the perspective of any Christian who doesn't value laughter. I have a hard time because laughter cleans out the pipes. The Bible says a merry heart is good like medicine, Proverbs 17, 22. I mean, it, it makes us healthy mentally and physically, spiritually, a merry, merry heart. Because to laugh, you've got to let go of something. You know, I mean, we're, uh, you know, the, the, the Saturday 2 o'clock crowd, I mean, this is, you guys are, you guys are going, you're either serious about God or someone serious brought you. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I mean, this, uh, and you guys are doing things. I mean, there's movers and shakers in this room. I mean, there's people who said yes to God, yes to big assignments, yes. Woo! Well, I'll tell you what happens is, um, you know, I mean, we get stuff in our spiritual pipes, disappointments, frustration, victim mindsets, pessimism, unworthiness gets in our pipes. <laughs> and then we speak truth. And, and the truth comes out with some of those things kind of hooked on. And, you know, people, listen, I know that's truth, but... Kind of like sometimes I'll say something to Wendy with a bad attitude. Let's let's laugh at that. By the way, <laughs> and she'll say, you know, Steve, that that sounds right, but I think you might have a pipe issue. <laughs> Laughter cleans out the pipes. Because you've you got to let go of frustration, victim mindsets, pessimism, unworthiness. To laugh, you gotta, I mean, you got to let go. Whoops. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about hearing. Incredible hearing, the Snoopy anointing. In Mark 4, 24, there's a, there's a power verse. Jesus says, then Jesus, he said to them, be careful what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. Now, what's interesting there, he ties future abundance to what we hear. To what we hear. Now, it's interesting that Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. He said that many times. And how many of you know you can hear something and still not hear it? How many of you know there's things that we should hear that, that we, we do hear, but we shouldn't hear. Like, there's an interesting verse in 1 Timothy 5.19. It says, Receive not an accusation against an elder except in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, it says, Receive not. Now, basically what it's saying, you hear an accusation, but don't hear it. Receive not. Don't receive it. The, the, 
God wants us to be able to hear things and not receive. Yeah, I mean, there's been times in my life where I've heard people say things or maybe something spoken over a group, or, or, and I just I say to myself, I don't receive that. I'm not receiving that. I'm not, even some of my own thoughts, no, I'm not receiving that. I'm not going to receive it. There's other things where I say, I receive that. You get in a culture like Bethel, Austin, man, it's, it's hard to even move around here without getting a prophetic word. <laughs> yeah, I say, hey, brother, I got a word for you. I got a word. I saw over you this. I got. And, <laughs> and, and I receive. I, I receive it. And, and it's, our, he ties our future abundance to what we hear. That's why I don't, you know, I, I want to keep up with politics to a degree, but I don't, I don't want to feed on that. I don't want to feed on the spirit that's there. I, I don't want to receive the message uh, of, of hopelessness or the message of, of strife or the message of, you know, panic and fear. I'm not, I, I, I say I, I, I do not receive that. So it says, be careful what you hear. It's interesting. It says in Luke 8.18, it's very similar to this, but Jesus says, be careful how you hear. Not in Mark, be careful what you hear. Luke 8.18, be careful how you hear. Now, Snoopy had incredible hearing. He heard with enthusiasm. He didn't just walk into the, you know, towards the laundry room. Yeah. What's going on in here? Yeah, I think I heard the leash move. <laughs> Not sure I heard it, but yeah. We're, you guys probably don't want to take me for a walk anyway. <laughs> but I'll just stand here and maybe you'll notice me. <laughs> but I don't really want to get my hopes up too much, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to be disappointed again. So I think I'll just stand here with non-enthusiastic hearing. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Reading Bethel's where I'm on staff, and I mean they 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 have a culture, and you've got a culture here. I mean, when someone shares a testimony, we we are trained to get excited. And, you know, it's for a reason. You have to clap. Woo, yes! People stand. I mean, you know, and why? It's training us how to hear. It's training us. It, you know, and whatever level of your hearing those things, I just see it's going up to another level. It's going up to another level because be careful how you hear. I want to hear with enthusiasm. I want to hear, you know, I want to train myself to stay excited. In Hebrews 5, Paul's, or the writer of Hebrews going into deep, deep waters, talking about Melchizedek. And, and, and then he stops. He says, I got a lot to say, but I can't say anything more because you've, been, you've become dull of hearing. <laughs> dull. You're, 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 you're not at a place of incredible hearing anymore. You know, so, some, some Christians are sermon-proof. <laughs> sermon-proof Christians. 
Yep. They're in church every Sunday. They're faithful. But they're sermon proof. Their theme song is, I shall not be moved. <laughs> if you got incredible hearing, even in the most boring sermon, you're going to get something. Whatever you think is the most boring, you're actually going to hear something. Because you know. You know. And, and I'm going to convince you today that, that the hearing of faith is more important than even what we're doing. Even more important than what we're doing. And, you know, dullness of hearing comes from bad theology. Where, you know, where we have an overemphasis on the sovereignty of God and we believe we can't make a difference. And so it creates passivity and fatalism and... It doesn't matter what I do anyway. You know, God's already got it pre-planned. Let's laugh at that. Ha, ha, ha. It comes from disappointment. Dullness of hearing comes from being disappointed. Yep. That sounds good, but I don't want to get my hopes up again. By the way, people are, are getting healed in this meeting. The, the anointing heals the brokenhearted. And pride... Pride causes dullness of hearing. Yep, I know more than that person. Mm-hmm. I heard them misquote a scripture. I'm closing myself off to them. Mm-hmm. Not going to receive from them. Let's laugh at that. Ha uh ha. -huh. In Galatians three. Paul says something amazing. It doesn't, sound, it doesn't start amazing because he rebukes the Galatians. Verse 1, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Verse 2, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law? Someone say boo. Or by the hearing of faith. You ask him a question. How'd, how'd you get into the kingdom? Did you do it by your good behavior or did you do it by hearing good news and believing it? And he's, he's going to make a point here. Um, it says, verse 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? You know what he called you know, flesh? You know, I used to think if someone was in the flesh, it was a, a sin issue. Or, you know, I remember when we were in Nevada, I, I was gone a Sunday, and we had a visitor in church, and I saw that visitor the next week, and they told me they had visited, and I said, how'd you like the church? He said, I liked it, except your worship leader was dancing in the flesh. <laughs> what's exciting is they, they became eventually very strong people in our church. But yeah, what's the flesh? Yeah, here's what Paul called here's what Paul says the flesh is. He, he says the flesh is when we're more conduct focused than we are belief focused. You're in the flesh. Having begun in the spirit, are you going to be now made perfect in the flesh? 
You've started off getting into the kingdom through beliefs. Now you're trying to advance by primary, primarily focusing on what you're doing instead of believing. He calls that flesh. I like to ask people a question. You know, if, if you've got a dream you're trying to get into or a problem you're trying to get out of, how much time do you, what percentage do you focus on what you do in that area? And what percentage do you focus on what you believe in that area? I would say it probably should be about 80% focusing on what you believe and about 20% focusing on what you do. For one reason, we can't consistently do what we don't believe we are. Trying to act righteous, but I believe I'm a sinner, I'll, I'll just sin by faith. It says in verse 5, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law? Boo. Or by the hearing of faith? It's a good crowd here. I love it. He uses the word hearing of faith. The hearing of faith. In Hebrews 4.2, it, it's, you know, it's, it's the rest chapter. By the way, the Lord's going to give somebody, somebody in this room is going to memorize Hebrews chapter 4, and it's going to bring a huge revelation to the body of Christ about rest. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's probably talking about you. Listen to this verse, Hebrews 4.2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Now to them is the people of the Old Testament. But the word, listen, but, but the word which they heard did not profit them. Say profit. Did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Said so they had an opportunity they heard something that would have profited their life tremendously, but they did not mix their faith with what they heard. Now, the same way we get into the kingdom is the same way we advance in the kingdom. It's hearing good news and believing it. I want to say it again. The same way we get into the kingdom is the same way we advance in the kingdom. It's to hear good news and then believe it. How many know the gospel is called good news? What usually happens when you hear good news? You just become happy. Now, I mean, the gospel is much more than eternal life. That's, that's, just, that's, a, that's obviously a huge part, but that's, that's, that's just a piece of the gospel. It's a piece of the good news. Now, our experience in church should be this, that when we come to church and we, when we interact with God's people, we, we go away from them. I just don't know if I can handle any more good news. <laughs> I, I just keep hearing good news. I just heard good news. I just heard more things that's in my spiritual benefit package. <laughs> I, heard, I heard there's more. I got a sound mind today. 
Heard that I'm dead to sin and alive to God. That's really good news. But the thing of it is, is that we're not just trying to get information. We're trying to attach faith to it. That's why, you know, the prophetic culture is so powerful. 1 Corinthians 14, 1, after the love chapter, it says, Follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may what? Prophesy. Whoo! Go after them all. Be zealous. Gifts of healing, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, miracles, discerning of spirits, gift of faith, tongues, interpretation. Be ravenous to get those in your life. Become somebody else's miracle. But go after one the most. Prophecy. Because if something's going to happen, something's going to be spoken. And, 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 and somebody has to hear something higher than what they're experiencing. That's what happened to Gideon in Judges 6. He's, he doesn't know who he is. Dark time in the nation. And angel comes to him, gives him a prophetic word. He tells him something higher than what he's experiencing. Hello, mighty warrior. Hey, mighty warrior. Hello. Gideon probably thought to himself, this angel is new to angelic prophetic ministry. Because <laughs> if he were a real prophet, he would, he would discern me at a higher level. He would say something like, hello, fearful one. Hello, one who's bitter at God. Hello, one who doesn't believe miracles happen around him. Hello, one who believes his family is the worst of all families and who believes he's the worst in the worst family. Hello. No, he had to hear something higher. I mean, I mean that word was ridiculous. Gideon thought, that can't be true. That word's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. By the way, the most important words you and I need to hear will sound ridiculous when we first hear them. The most important words you need to hear will sound ridiculous to you when you first hear them. The most important words Austin in Texas needs to hear will sound ridiculous. Sometimes we'll release a word, prophetic word, and we're, we're, we're fish for feedback to try to help us. Hey, um, <clears throat> does this word make sense to you? Can you imagine Gideon, having the angel saying to Gideon? Hey, uh, Gideon, does this word, mighty warrior, make sense to you? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. No! Does it make sense? Let's laugh at this word, this line. True prophetic words 
will always make immediate sense to those who hear them. <laughs> if we're only prophesying things that are making sense, we're not prophesying high enough. I would have been Gideon's friend and would have been in the wine press. <clears throat> Say I had another buddy with me and I would have heard the word. I would have said to my buddy, hey, uh, angel just gave bad word. <laughs> Mighty warrior. Let's laugh at that. <laughs> Gideon has so many issues. His issues have issues. He's bitter at God, and you and I know that if someone gets bitter at God, they're permanently put on the shelf. <laughs> ha ha. He's got this fear issue. He's in here hiding. We've been trying to cast the spirit of fear out of him for a decade. <laughs> Just won't go. We know God won't use anybody for great things who battles fear. Ha ha. <laughs> and he says there's no more miracles. He's got bad theology. I think, I'm heard, I think I heard him once say that miracles ceased with Moses and the Pentateuch. <laughs> we know God would never use anybody unless they have perfect theology. Gideon, he heard it. He heard, he heard the prophetic word. He, but he wasn't going to hear it. He said, mm -mm, he wasn't going to receive that. Mm -mm. Ah, that's, that's, too, that, that, that's too good to be true. You, I mean, I'm going to give you all my excuses why I'm not going to receive that. He said, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take the risk of getting my hopes up again. I mean, there are times when, I'll tell you this, when Snoopy ran into the laundry room, I, I just, I want to let you know, we didn't take Snoopy for a walk every time. Ha <laughs> well, You know, I don't know what it was, you know, 50% of the time, but, you know, but Snoopy, he didn't let that 50%, you know, negative thing happen. He, he didn't say, well, you know, I'm not going to get up and I heard the leash move. I'm just going to sleep on. Ha ha. It's going to sleep on. But at least I'm still in the house. No, he, 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 he kept to the place where, I mean, Gideon, the thing I love about Gideon is that, yeah, our first reaction isn't, isn't going to be our last reaction. You may be in the room today. Nope, I, I'm not receiving that. Mm -mm, nope. I got news for you. Something's happening to you. Something's happening. And you're going to have to work really hard for it not to get on you. <laughs> Gideon had, he, was, he worked hard for that not to get on him. But it got on him. 
And he asked, he asked God for miracle signs. And he, he, you know, I mean, the normal pattern of breakthrough when, God, when we hear something is ridiculous. We think it's first ridiculous, then we think it's possible, and then we think it's pro- probable, then we get fully convinced. It's just, it's just the normal pattern. You know, and, and so get used to it when you, when you hear something, when you hear a word. Hey, I, I, I don't know, that sounds too much for me. That's way too high of a word for me. It, it, it's okay if you, res- you're, you're not going to stay there. If you, if, you, if you react that way, join the club. But you're not going to stay there. And it, it is, it is this, it's this, it's this hearing. That's why prophecy, that's why prophecy is so important. That's why a prophetic culture, true prophetic cultures aren't just diagno- diagnostic. They don't just diagnose people's past. It's a Romans 4.17 reality. They call those things that are not as though they are. That's what, that's, what, that's what God does. God, God's way of bringing breakthrough to people is for them to hear promises higher than what they're experiencing. And prophetic words are specific promises that, that are captured in the general promises of God, but they're specific for people. And, and we're, all, we're all called to prophesy. The simple gift of new covenant prophecy in 1 Corinthians 14.3 is it comforts, it edifies, it builds up. The office of a prophet may rebuke and correct, but we're all called to the simple gift of prophecy. We're all, we're all, we all are to prophesy. Let's laugh at this lie. You did not have the gift of prophecy. Ha, ha, ha. That's ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> and, and just the whole encouragement thing I mean I, I'm not waiting for someone to prophesy to me I'm the most important person that I need to prophesy to is me Faith comes by hearing. Woo! When I heard that, I got excited. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing. I believe even if someone's physically deaf, deaf they can still hear through reading, through reading lips, braille, whatever. God's going God's to get the message to them. But faith, you know, I, I, I saw it one day. I said, faith comes by hearing. Wow, one of the books I wrote is called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. (laughs) I believe that. Ephesians 4.29 says this, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Don't let anything curse, don't let any death come out of your mouth but only that which is for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Whoo! I get to determine the level of grace that comes into my life. Some people say, wow, you know, I hope when I go to the meeting in Austin today, somebody gives me a word. Hope an angel comes up to me. <laughs> and it might happen. But I'm not waiting for that. I, you know, 
I wake up, when I wake up in the morning, pretty much every morning I say, this is a great day. This is going to be a best day yet. This is a day of breakthrough. This is a day of freedom. This is, a, you know, and you say, well, what if you say it and it doesn't happen? Well, let me ask you, you know, what do, just think of sports teams, you know. Um, you ever heard, like, isn't there a team called, like, the Texas Longhorns? <laughs> Texas Longhorns. They, they do, yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty good. I mean, they're, 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 climb, they're climbing. They're climbing back. We, we, we watch those things from California. <laughs> but before the game, they're not in there talking defeat. They don't show up at the game, well, let's see how we feel before we say anything positive. Yep. I'm not, hey, Mr. Quarterback, you feeling it today? No. Mm -mm. I'm not feeling victorious, so I'm not going to speak victory until I feel victory. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait to see how. You know, I'm just gonna. Let's just go out in the game and just wait to see what happens. Let's see how. Let's see how it all turns out. I remember I, I played football in high school. I I had this coach. His name was Ken Holslander. He was like a preacher. He'd start off slow. All right, boys, we've prepared. We here. You know our strategy. You know their strengths. You know their weaknesses. And by the end, he was shouting. I was sitting there. I got so much fire in me. I was thinking, Coach, open the door. I, I, I got to go hit somebody. <laughs> I got to hit somebody. <laughs> Faith came by hearing. I had a coach who believed in me. I had a coach who thought we were winners. I, man, I listened to him. Man, I got you, you start listening to the right stuff, you get fire. I don't want just Holy Spirit fire. I want belief fire. And I just, uh, I just, and you know, I, I, I've thought about that, and I said, I'm going to learn how to coach me. I'm going to learn how to light my own fire. Come on, baby. <laughs> and faith comes by hearing. I, I, I have to learn. Man, there's things I don't feel. I, but, 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 and I don't do this perfectly, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning. And I, I, I'm learning how to light a fire in me. For every meeting, I say, this is going to be a great meeting. I probably said it five, six times before this meeting. To myself! I don't say those things that try to convince other people. I say them to convince me. Because there's a part of me that doesn't want to believe it. There's a part of me that, well, let's just, you know, let's be passive. Let's just wait. Let's not get your hopes up so much. What if it's not a good meeting? You know, you just want to protect yourself from being disappointed. So just go in there and wait to see what happens. Someone just say, boo. The hearing of faith. 
You can't change your life without changing how you talk. And I say, I'm in the, I'm the, in the room with, with thermostatic people, not thermometers. Wow, man, there's a spirit of heaviness in the room. I was hoping we'd have a meeting without the heaviness today. I was, I was hoping. Man, when I feel heaviness, I get excited. Woo, we got resistance. I get to push against that. The only way you get spiritual muscle is by pushing against resistance. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm not, I'm not waiting for you to have a fire. I want to bring fire wherever I go. You know, I, I, I want to, and you're, all of us in this room are learning how to light your own fire. And it starts with just, just getting this snoopy anointing, yeah, getting this disappointment off us, getting this, this dullness of hearing off of us, and, and actually being in meetings and being with people and keeping childlike wonder. And, whoa, this could be the meeting where I hear it. This could be my Gideon meeting. Woo! And then you get that, and then you start speaking to yourself, and you get radical. You start to coach yourself. You start to tell yourself you're a winner. You, and you may tell yourself you're a winner and keep losing, but you, start, you keep believing you're a winner, you'll win. You'll eventually win. It's the way it works. So, Father, thanks for the Snoopy anointing. Thank you for just incredible hearing. Thank you, Lord, for being careful what we hear. Father, thank you. You're helping us to receive things and not receive things. Thank you. When we hear a hearsay or rumor about somebody, help us not to receive those things. Help us not to receive uh, hopeless doctrines of men. Help us not to receive the lies of the devil. And help us to have the hearing of faith. The same way we get into the kingdom is the same way we advance. We hear good news and we believe it. Someone just go, rah, ah, ha, 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 Hey, before my team comes on up, if you receive this word, say, I receive it. I'll never be the same again. I'm a person of incredible hearing. I've got the Snoopy anointing. I have the hearing of faith. It creates future abundance. The dullness of hearing is far from me. And I know how to light my own fire. How to coach myself. I'm a winner, not a loser. I've got what it takes. I'm a key player in worldwide revival. And that makes me glad. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Yeah. Woo! Yay! The walls are coming down. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Just made me happy. <laughs> All right. Team, why don't you come up? We've got an extra mic for them and... Just, uh, I am excited to hear what they, they have to say. Why don't you welcome them? Yes. And before they share, we're, we just want to give you a, a just Maxine's going to help me here a little bit. Everybody say hi, Maxine. Hi. Yes. And we're just going to talk just for a moment about Igniting Hope Ministries and just how you can connect with us. So do we have some slides there and um, so ignitinghope.com is where we're at. We do uh, I do a weekly podcast, weekly blog. Uh, the podcast. Anybody listen to my podcast here? Yeah, just uh, and they're about 15 minutes long. And if you like the message today, it just takes truths like that, and and just just I want to I want to release fire, hope, joy. On people. What else we got, Maxime? Uh, we've got the Negativity Fast Positivity Feast coming up. Yes. Super yeah. And so that's February 26th, April through April 9th is 40 days for Lent. And we have three levels of that. Mm -hmm. And last year we had over 8,000 people do it. And it's a 40-day renewing the mind school. And, and it's, you want to say anything else about that? You like uh, that? Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. There's, there's, definitely, there's three levels. The first level is free. And then our highest level is we're actually uh, introducing beliefs trainers. And so if you actually want to get personal one-on-one -on -one training, it's a really great opportunity to get some practical um, steps towards renewing your mind. So it's really fun. Yeah, you know, Maxine, you know, what, one of my visions is, is that belief training is going to become more popular than physical fitness training. Yep. And, you know, by the way, Nobody wants flabby beliefs. <laughs> just flabby beliefs. You got flabby beliefs. Yeah, everything just moves you. Oh, you know, I hope it's a good day. I hope, you know, so I can think right. Ha oh, ha. Oh. What else we got? Uh, we have the Abounding Hope and Joy Conference coming up in April. Yeah, so that's, that's in Reading. So, I mean, if you want to take a trip to Reading, uh, Wendy and I are doing a th three-night, two full days of this message of renewing the mind, hope, joy, declarations. Uh, you bring Wendy into the mix, it goes to another level. You, you know, if I go to places, and I know Tim's there in uh, uh, San Marcos, he's had us, and he would agree with this. Um, if I come by myself, it's good. If I bring Wendy, it's better. And, and people kind of send me the message, Steve, if you come, do not come by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll receive it. <laughs> I don't really hear that. <laughs> Anything else? Um, we have the QR code. Oh, yeah, QR code. And we'll leave this up just for a little bit. I mean, this is most smartphones. If you want to connect with our ministry, if you put your camera on that, it'll take you to our website. And then you can, you can sign up for our newsletter if you want to, if you want to be current with what Igniting Hope is doing, like we'll send out emails saying where we're going. Some of you may be here because of, anybody here because of the email we sent out. Yeah, just uh, some because we sent an email within 200 miles of where we're going, mm -hmm. and and so 
that's a great thing. Plus, it lets you know about our online events. And, mm -hmm. and there's sign-up sheets at the book table just in case that doesn't work. So, yeah, that's a, It's a great place to get your... Um, we put out weekly uh, podcasts and blogs, and so it's also a great way to get the announcements for that. All right. So very good. That's enough of that. Yep. So, Maxine, here's what I want you to start. Sure. These are all third-year students, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry in Reading. Yeah, they've, they've committed themselves to three years of being immersed in the culture and to go into the world and change the world. So they're four of my heroes. And so, yeah, Maxine, why don't you just share just a little bit about yourself and then sure. you can start it off. Sounds great. Well, we're so honored to be here, and I'm just so amazed to see how many of you guys came out on your Saturday afternoon to be here. So just amazing that you guys are all out here. Um, we were just praying into this service in particular and the region and the area. Um, my name's Maxine again, and I'm from Seattle, Washington. Um, and I'm really passionate about just helping people overcome limiting beliefs, um, coaching people into freedom, and just really uh, helping people be propelled into their destinies. Yeah, so I'm going to start with a word. Um, I felt that actually today, right now, that people are getting prophetic insight and divine strategies into seemingly impossible situations. Um, I'm from Seattle, so we have the Space Needle. And so I just felt like um, as people are, people are actually rising into new levels of elevation in perspective, and then at the top, there's that 360 view, and I just feel like you're getting just a whole new 360 view of the wow. situation. And just how you can have so much more vision for that, your vision for what's happening is, is just ex expanding on an exponential level. So I just released that to you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hey guys, my name is Josh. I'm from Pennsylvania. Happy to be here with you guys. Um, and I'm hearing over this church right now that God is healing issues of infertility. And couples who want to have babies are going to have babies. Yeah, my name is Shane. I'm from McAllen, Texas. Woo! Yeah, come on. Um, I also heard uh, that the Lord is healing femur issues with the femur. Um, so if you have leg issues, God is healing you right now. Um, and I also, uh, Bill, is, your name's Bill, right? Um, I met you last night. I just heard um, the Lord says that you're like a wild, wild west sheriff. And uh, yeah, if you want to, could you stand up? I just, yeah, I just, I saw there's, there's a pastoral heart on your life. But there is even permission in the spirit to be like a, a law bringer, to be a man who brings um, stability into situations that need um, the justice of the Lord. And I just like, I saw the Lord establishing you as a father in this church and a father in this region. So we bless you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Good afternoon. My name is Yaku. I'm all the way from South Africa. Just a couple of things from me. I'm passionate about um, just physical healing. Um, I told the team yesterday that uh, I've, I was healed from a near-death experience six years ago, and the Lord gave me a second chance to live. So uh, I just want to give Jesus the, you know, you, the reward, what he's paid for, for that. And also, I'm, I'm passionate about just seeing people walking in financial freedom, you know. The body of Christ is not meant to be in poverty and then struggle financially. So I'm just passionate about those things and just to see God's people um, prospered. The word, I'm, the word I'm hearing over, over you guys is God is setting people free from night terrors. 
and he's, and he's going to raise you up and he's, and he's going to give you a ministry of, of deliverance to help people being set free in that area. In Jesus' name. By the way, those of you, when you release that word, Yaku, those of you who are getting freedom from night tears, you, the Lord is, there's an anointing on you to set other people free from night tears. Awesome. Um, the other word I just kept getting for this room is freedom, and I just feel like there's so much freedom in this room. And I actually felt specifically that there are people that are getting um, freedom from addiction even today. So I just bless you guys in that freedom, both physically as well as in the mind. Like um, toxic mental patterns are getting, getting broken off right now in Jesus' name. So bless you guys in that. This uh, section right here in the middle. Um, I'm hearing over you guys. You guys are like Joshua. Yeah, why, why don't you guys all stand up? just to grab a hold of this word, yeah, if you're in this section. You guys are like Joshua's and Caleb's. You're looking into the promised land, and you see the giants, and you say, this is no, <laughs> yeah, that's right, this guy wants this word too. But these giants don't have a chance because you know that God is with you, and you will be victorious as you walk into your promised land. Bless you. And this guy. <laughs> Hey, and one other word. Um, I'm, I heard that this church very easily and quickly pays off mission trips and special projects. There's an anointing for, for generosity to pay things off in this church. And along with that, this church uh, mobilizes, equips, and launches missionaries to the hardest and darkest places. And many are going to go out of this church. Yeah, I just heard that, the, that this region is catalytic in revival in the Bible Belt, and that God has actually given Austin a specific grace to bring creativity, to bring the true revelation of what peace means in the Bible. And um, I even see uh, just a pioneering spirit that God is releasing in this meeting. So if you feel called to pioneer new things, would you just stand up right now? Yeah, thank you, Lord. Yeah, well, you're amongst peers. Yeah, just look around right now. You're not alone. God, we thank you that you are setting us up for divine appointments, for the impossible, and the impossible to become normal. Lord, we thank you for the pioneering spirit that comes out of this house, out of this region. And God, we thank you for the network of connections. I even hear that you're giving, uh, uh, that you're giving influence in places like uh, Chile and Argentina, that this place is going to be known as a place that connects to different countries. Father, we thank you right now for just flooding grace and boldness in this place. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You can take a seat. I'm just hearing that God is right now releasing provision for your own land and your own building. In Jesus' name. Yes. Bless them. Speak provision and abundance over you in Jesus' name. Amen. Say it again. Say it again. I'm just seeing that God is releasing provision for your own land and your own building in Austin in Jesus' name. Yes. I'm also hearing this scripture, Isaiah 33, verse 3, that says, The enemy runs at the sound of your voice. 
Isaiah 33 verse 3, the enemy runs at the sound of your voice and God is giving people revelation of your authority in Christ that, that you no longer have to be fearful and afraid, but when you speak out and you raise your voice, your authority is with that and, and the enemy will flee. Amen in Jesus' name. And just for this city and this region, I just heard that um, it, you're already moving in this, but that there's just going to be an explosion of signs and wonders and miracles in this area, and that people are actually going to come from all over the world to come to Austin to see the power of God move in this place. Several of you in here are getting a radical idea for business in an unlikely industry for Austin. And it's going to change that industry forever. Hey, can you have them say that again? Yeah. Yeah, someone in here, I think it's several of you, you're getting a radical idea for business in an unlikely industry for Austin. And that industry is never going to be the same again. Hi, ma'am. Um, you are sitting next to a woman in uh, blue. You have a black shirt. Yes. Do you mind standing up? Hi. What's your name? Abby. Hi, Abby. I just, I just heard the Lord. Uh, I saw him highlighting you, and I just saw a generational blessing over your life that um, I just, like, you're a woman of intercession, a woman of prayer that has uh, given her life over to others. And I just, um, I hear in this moment the Lord affirming you, saying that the work that you have done for others, it has not gone unnoticed. And the Lord is actually pouring out his blessing and his favor on people that you have, you have intentionally poured into. Yeah, so we just bless you. If you can extend your hands to Abby. Father, we thank you for just pouring out your grace Grace, grace, grace on Abby. The goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I hear, also hear um, there's addictions. We, we talked about addictions. Um, what was it? Was it addictions? Might have been addictions, too. Yeah, breaking off cycles of addictions. So um, we already talked about that, but you can go, Yaku. I'm going, and this may sound ridiculous, but, Be but Bethel Austin is going to be known for their resurrection rooms. They're going to resurrect people from the dead. I'm hearing that. So I submitted to Joaquin and the leadership, but you will be known for resurrection rooms. Amen. And I'm also hearing over this house that this house is a reformer of the religious. You're a reformer of the religious, and you are a spiritual oasis, and many will come from near and far to drink you and be refreshed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We bless you. Yeah, and I'm also just hearing about Austin, that actually Austin is going to play a major part in connecting the disparate church and the disparate body of Christ on just a national level. So I just believe that for you guys. Amazing. Um, and then I also want to release uh, some words of knowledge about healing as well. Um, I heard specifically people with problems in their kidneys and their liver, and I also heard dialysis, that actually there's going to be function that's fully restored. So I just released that over you. Um, I also heard asthma and anybody, anyone with issues of blood. So I just bless you guys to receive your full healing right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Wow, so good. God is releasing a, a unique grace to reach the New Agers, and Eastern mystics that are in Austin. 
and there's about to be a revival in that people group in this city. I'm just hearing that God is doing something unusual with people 60 years and older. Amen. If you are 60 and older, please stand up for me. I just want to say thank you for your faithfulness and honor you for the race that, that, that you've run. And I'm just hearing that, that the Lord say, it's not time now to retire, it's time to refire. It's your time to refire. It's time to refire. And I declare hey, to you that... Can you just release a refire thing on us, whatever yes. that means to you? I just release over you a refirement anointing and declare that your base days are ahead of you, that you will have more energy, better sleeping nights, better health in the name of Jesus. Amen. You guys uh, appreciate the team? Yep. Thank you, team. And turn it back over. Who's helping close? Shane, you're going to help? Yeah, so we bless you. By the way, you know what I'm hearing tonight about tonight's meeting, Shane? Do you know what I'm hearing about tonight's meeting? It's going it's to be the best meeting yet. It's going to be powerful. Yeah, inv invite somebody to come. It's going to be a great time. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.